What's up, guys? Welcome to Accountability. This is the podcast and Twitter space where we sit back, crack a cold one, and hold each other accountable in our personal and professional lives. I would like you to meet Drake. He owns and operates Curb Appeal and helps run a family hardware store, among other things. Plus, he and I actually met on a soccer team where we were playing together at the Delaware Knights, but the season that we were supposed to start and play together, I don't know if this is like our sophomore year, perhaps, but he ended up breaking his leg in a skiing accident, so I didn't actually get to play with him that year. And then I think we what, maybe played one year together? Oh, we, I think we played two years together after that. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was at least two years after that. That was my, uh, I don't know, I guess. That might have been my sophomore year of high school, and then yeah, by the time I was a junior and playing with you, you were a senior. Right. So maybe, I don't know, that was a long time ago. At least it I makes know. me feel old. We are old, dude. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, that was a pretty nasty accident. Another player on our team, actually, who was on my high school team as well, Andrew and I went to different high schools, his mom had told me, because I had left an indoor soccer game, I think it was actually the first indoor game where I met you guys, and our friend Brett Bishop, his mom told me to go break a leg as I was going to ski with my dad. <laughs> Not only did I break my leg, my leg, I compound fractured my femur and had to get a titanium rod put in. So, yeah, that was, that was a big break. That's pretty intense. <laughs> well, thank you for that introduction. Um, that was awesome. My co-host, Andrew, um, he uh, runs his own marketing agency called Twelveful and hosts a vlog series on his YouTube channel. He also likes to scream and yell more than anyone I know. That kind of goes off of us meeting in high school. Andrew, I mean, he doesn't really show it in this Twitter space and podcast, but uh, back when we used to spend a lot of time together, like when that kid, when he gets excited, you know it. He will scream and yell and just, you know, it's it's not a bad thing. He's just he's an excited person, and it's it's pretty awesome. It's a little contagious too. I do scream and yell a lot. I enjoy life, and I think it all stems from when I was a child. There's like this test. I don't know if all kids do it, but like you have to test the capacity of your lungs. And my lungs worked at 99%. And the doctor was like, wow, that's pretty crazy. That's that's good, I guess. And ever since then, I just think back to that. I'm like, yep, they do. So I might as well use them. <laughs> I never heard that before. That's pretty funny. Yep. Pretty sweet. But I also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I, don't, I thought it was like a thing that all kids do. But OK, maybe, uh, maybe. it's not a thing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I did. I don't know. But, all right, uh, the other thing that I do with my lungs is drink beer. Not really my lungs, but, you know, what the vibe is. And we are going to be doing that in this episode. And that is my segue into introducing our beers because I want to start drinking mine. Drake, can you give us the introduction of what you are drinking today? Yeah, this is, uh, this is a new one. I've never tried this brand before. It is a Kona Brewing beer. It's called the Castaway IPA. The description on it is a smooth yet spirited brew. It's as refreshing as the wind in your face when you set sail for an adventure. So, uh, sounded pretty good. I, in episodes past, I've talked about how I don't like IPAs, but I'm trying more and more of them, trying to kind of get an acquired taste for them. This one, the description and the label just, you know, made me feel like a vacation. So I figured I'd give it a taste. Um, but to go a little bit more deeper than just the beer, um, Kona Brewing, also going on previous episodes, um, it started by a father and son team in 1994. We keep talking about all these different breweries that start with either friends or family. It's really cool. It seems like almost everyone started that way. It's not just a single person who really likes beer. Um, but, yeah, so it was started in 1994 by a father and son team of the Big Island of Hawaii. 
Um, they wanted to create a beer that reflected the spirit and culture and beauty of Hawaii. Um, and it's actually grown into one of the bigger breweries in the uh, United States. In 2009, they uh, ranked 14 in sales all across the U.S. Um, so and they're also a global company. They sell beer all over the world. Um, and one other cool tidbit about the company, the brewery, is they are heavily invested in solar energy, which is something that we also see across the brewing industry, uh, a lot of like sustainability. So another pretty cool company and a beer I'm excited to try, popping it open right now and giving it a quick taste. Nice. Yeah, sounds pretty cool. I like the history. So, yeah, I'm interested to hear what your review is at the end. Yeah. First, first instinct, not, not too bad for an IPA. Nice. Well, good deal. What about you? What are you drinking today? I am drinking the Shiner Peach Wheat. So I know we were supposed to do episodes for the past couple of weeks. So I actually had yeah. this beer selected for one of those previous episodes, and I've tried to save them. However, I ended up drinking some of them, so I'm cheating a little bit because I've tasted uh, this before. Cheap. But sneak peek, it is delicious. But just to give you a little bit history on the brewery itself, so it is like the Shiner Brewing Company. It's based in Shiner, Texas, which of course makes sense. It's been brewing beers since 1901. And they have like a really unique story. So Shiner, Texas, there's like 2,000 people in this super small town. It's so like the brewery is like the hub, which is really cool. So it's like helping this small, tiny town in Texas thrive. But eventually, Back in the early days, people were looking for gold. So they're heading out west. Some of them made their way to Texas. Some of them made their way to Shiner. And while they were looking for gold, the only thing they really ended up finding was water. But then they were like, yo, we can turn this water into beer. So that's what they did. And that's how this brewery ended up coming about. And the founder of Shiner Brewing Company is from Bavaria. And he like traveled around the world in search of different beers and trying to become a brewmaster. They mentioned Egypt specifically. I don't know if there was something special about it. I couldn't really find anything when I was doing my research. But this dude finally made his way to Texas, opened up this little brewery, and it is still in existence today. The cool little last fun fact was that this dude, the founder from Bavaria, after he got his brewery up and running, he would go around to some of the local fields where farmers were doing their thing, or either like herding cattle or raising crops. And it would leave like beer bottles on these fence posts for these farmers. So at the end of the day, they would grab it and they would have a nice little beer on their journey home. Damn, that's that's actually really cool. So a lot of cool history to to that brewery. I've never heard of it before. I got a question. So it started. You said 1901 in Texas. Yes. So was it technically a saloon? I actually don't know. They didn't talk about that in any of the history of the brewery. But I think that there was like this amateur brewery that like wasn't like an actual brewery before this actual like brewery of Shiner Brewing Company became a thing because it sounded like they were doing just one-off beers and random things like that during the gold rush. And then like this dude from Bavaria got there and was like, yo, let's make this a real legit thing. Damn. That's actually awesome. I don't know. Like I've always thought if I were like, I'd, I've never wanted to own a bar, but if I were to like one own, like I'd totally open a saloon. I'd love to have like a saloon style bar. I think that'd be pretty cool. Like the old-fashioned swinging doors, a big old, like, decorative bar piece back behind the bar, just all wood. Oh, I think it would be awesome. Yeah. So that, sounds, that kind of gives me that vibe. I'll definitely have to check them out. That sounds pretty cool history. It actually does. Like, I saw some pictures of it look like a Western-ish vibe. So maybe they do have, like, like a little place where you can go and taste that stuff because you're welcome to do tours there. So maybe it is, like, a salon type of vibe. We should go. We should take a little trip to Texas. 
honestly, I've, I've been wanting to go to Texas. Too. I had a good friend to move there. So uh, if you want to do it, if you want to plan a trip to Texas, man, I'm not opposed. Bro, I'm down. Let's do it. That sounds like a good time. We can take the tag. Can we? Can we camp in the tag together? We can certainly camp <laughs> in my little camper together. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, we'll move on from that or enjoy these beers over the course of the rest of the episode. Um, you want to lead us in the next next segue? I can certainly do that. So the main core of our episode, of course, with accountability is always trying to hold each other accountable. And we have an accountability check where we check in on one another to see what we got accomplished from last episode and what we are hoping to get accomplished between now and the future episode. So I will dive in. Last episode, it was a super long time ago, but I still have my notes. So my goal is to edit Jennifer's ceremony video for the wedding videography company that I run and to develop three new web pages for 12-fold. Those have been far knocked out and good to go. And I've actually gotten a lot more wedding videos knocked out in that time frame. So I'm feeling pretty good getting stuff done. But now for my next episode's task that I want to have accomplished in the next week is have all of my wedding videos completed that I have filmed up until this point because I'm now getting into the heavy season of filming weddings. So I want to have all of them off of my slate before the next weekend comes around and I dive into some more weddings. And then I also want to set up my new YouTube channel. It's going to be called Andrew.Money. It's where I kind of talk about like my financial world, helping people walk through the burden of student loans, how to make money, all that type of vibe. So I just want to get that set up and established and then slowly figure out a plan for that. Nice. That's a big week. Um, how many how many wedding videos are you sitting on right now? So I've actually been attacking them pretty hard. I have two that I need to finish up editing, and then I will be all caught up until I start recording the next one. Nice. That's pretty cool. And then, do you have any do you have any content for this new YouTube channel yet, or you just want to get the shell set up and then uh then begin to slowly make the content? Yeah, I have a list of the content that I want to create. So yeah, I just kind of want to get the branding identified and get the actual channel set up so it's right there and ready to knock out, and I can start pumping out some videos. Nice. Good stuff. That'll be a good week. Hopefully you're able to achieve all that. Thanks, man. Looking forward to it. So now hit me up. What do you even know? Like what the things you want yeah, to accomplish? Yeah. I keep notes. Uh, I have notes Sweet. as well. So, Sweet. so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been way too long since the last episode. Um, and at that point I was wanting to catch up on some bookkeeping for the uh, family store and I was able to do that. But honestly here, just very recent in the last week, I've had more, um, more stuff come in for that. So, I mean, I caught up on the previous stuff, but I now have more to do, um, because it's been so long. So I will be working on that. That's, that, that's not going to be very hard and there's no time crunch on that. But, uh, yeah, so I was able to get that done. And then for this week, uh, this, this episode, my goal is to, I need to convert my email list. So I do deal with my business. Like one of our primary softwares is QuickBooks. Um, I don't use any marketing marketing softwares yet i kind of need to do that as we grow i plan on doing a little bit more of that but uh as of now i need to export my email list and figure out how to do a uh, mass email um to all of my ex-clients or leads um i want to do an email with them i want to put together a flyer and get a whole campaign like basically organized and started in this next week for my interior season so I want to get a big email list together and get my first email sent and then probably a second one set up. Nice. Dude. I don't know. I haven't really done that before. So this is a little new to me. Um, so I, I just have a little bit of research to do in that vein as well. That's sweet. I always, love to, I always love to hear uh, you dabbling in some more marketing stuff. So I'm looking forward to hearing how that goes. If you have questions, let me know. Yeah, I don't like doing it. I think the only thing I've had kind of figure out is like, when I'm sending, because I'm, I'm not paying for any uh, 
email service like mail mailchimp or anything like that so if i do it all through my own gmail i think it's just bccing an email right with all my contacts in it yeah you can do it that way however actually some email providers may like notice that that you're doing it that way and consider it spam and then all of your emails then going forward will potentially just get shoved to spam folders so it may be best if you don't have a ton of emails to start using it with mailchimp because i think you get like first 2000 email addresses included in your list free or something like that. Okay. That's good to know. I would have not, not known about the whole junk mail. I definitely don't want that to happen. That'd be bad for our business. Yeah. So it may be good to actually check that out and see if their platform would work for what you're hoping to do. And that's actually what I do when we use like emails to clients and things like that, like mass emails, like marketing or updates. Yeah. We use MailChimp, the free version. Okay, that's good to know because I've looked into MailChimp in the back past. I've, I've done some research and I think I've played around with this some, but I've never, I mean, that was years ago. So uh, maybe I need to get back into that and get that set up because definitely don't want those going to spam. That would not be good, not do us. I mean, all the work would be kind of useless, I think, if that happened. So do some research. But yeah, I uh, definitely will get that first mass email sent out by next week and hopefully generate quite a few leads from it. Nice, man. Well, good luck. I'm excited to hear how all that goes for you and I'll check in next episode. Now, the piece of advice that you have for all of our listeners, what wisdom are you dropping? So this week, um, what I wanted to tell people is to think for yourself. Don't just follow blindly or follow follow in another's footsteps. Pave your own road. So by that, I, I get told with my business all the time, like how I need to be doing things. And I look at like the industry and the models that have been set up and successful in the past. And yeah, they've seemed to work and people have been very successful with them. But uh, I like going about things my own way. I've had these own thoughts. I've gathered all this information, all this knowledge over the course of my own life um, that I kind of want to use my own thoughts, my own ideas and my own ingenuity to to create my own success and my own my own structure. So that's that's what I'm trying to do with my business. Like most of the time it is uh, contracting based. So subcontract like the owner operates as a contractor and then subcontracts out over work. That's not something I want to do in my business. I want to employ everyone who works for me, which is not something people do in the maintenance industry in a lot of cases. So I want to, I want to kind of follow my own footsteps, come up with my own ways and do it like that. And I think um, if you look at most successful entrepreneurs and just business leaders, they, they don't follow some book. They, they pave their own way. They do their own things. So so just keep that in mind. You you can definitely take from what other people have created, but don't just follow exactly what they do. Be be creative. Yeah, I like that piece of advice. That's good stuff. And I completely agree because sure, there is like a model of how you can do things. And it's good to look to those models and pull out the things that are working for other companies. But at the same time, yeah, you should kind of do your own thing, be creative, follow where you think something is interesting, try working that out. And ultimately, the world keeps innovating. So if you're going to copy something fully, eventually it's just going to move on and you're going to fall behind. So yeah, it's always good to try to keep doing new things. And actually that kind of flows into my piece of advice where there's like this common misconception that being a jack of all trades is a master of none. I completely disagree with that. I think you should not be dissuaded by that phrase. And it's even like permeated in our culture saying, hey, you have to go to college or you have to go to trade school just to get something specific so you can follow a specific career. Now, in some cases, it makes sense. So there's like a little caveat here. 
Like if there is something that you enjoy doing, like being an electrician, as an example, that is a phenomenal career. And you do have to become like a very specific expert in the world of electricity to become an electrician. And that's an awesome career. If you enjoy that 100%, go for it. However, I'm meaning more general. Don't just try to become a specific good individual at one set thing, because like what happens if you don't end up liking that one thing that you became a jack of? I think you should explore all of your interests, especially when you're young, you have the ability to do that. You should try new things, see what career paths interest you, dabble in them a little bit, like try out this career, maybe get a few jobs in that space. If you don't like it, then that's okay, because then if you have other interests, you can go pursue those as well. So don't be dissuaded by all of this stuff saying, hey, you have to find one set thing that you do for the rest of your life. I think that's like old man's knowledge of like, hey, culture used to be this way. You have to do this one set thing, work at this one set company for 40 years, then you retire, then you die. Thankfully, I think the world <laughs> is shifting away from that. So that is my piece of advice. Don't fall into that. Live it up. Figure out what you want to do. And if you don't like doing it, then switch and do something else. That's cool. Yep, that's exactly what I was going to say off that is, yeah, just, if you don't like what you're doing, you might as well switch. Yeah. Um, and like on a little different side of what you're saying, though, is, yeah, being a jack of all trades. That's actually how I try to start my own business. I was trying to be jack of all trades and do a little bit of everything. So you also can't do too much of that because you, you can't be everywhere at once. You can't have five different jobs um, and be be successful in all of them. So you do have to find something that you do like and be good at it. But, yeah, you got to be open to options. Yep, I completely and, agree. And try different things, try new things. Yeah, don't settle for something that you hate or dislike. Yeah, man. That's how I've lived my life. Like I've tried out a different types of marketing. Like I worked at a traditional agency, did not love that vibe. So I said, okay, I still like marketing, but how can I switch and figure out a different way to do this? And now I'm working in a marketing vein of my own like creative social media marketing, which I'm getting more specific on that front, but also dabbling in some crypto marketing. So it's always fun to explore new things. Now- and Wait, wait, actually, I, I think I want to kind of switch up because going off of what you just said there um, kind of leads into my business idea. If you kind of want to switch around the order of this real quick. Sick. Yep. Hit me up. So like you're saying, being like trying out all these different things, that's kind of what I've been learning over the course of running my own business and kind of let let do a business idea that uh, I've discussed with a couple people. So my business is maintenance and I, I've, I started off as a general maintenance company offering all sorts of different services. Then I kind of funneled into becoming more of a painting business where we, we do primarily painting jobs and we'll do a few other jobs on the side. But uh, we really focus on painting and advertise painting now. Um, so I've kind of gone from being jack of all trades to being specialized in one. And then this business idea that I had that I, I may try to evolve my business into um, kind of goes back out to being more of a jack of all trades because I've enjoyed painting. It's taught me a lot, but I don't love it. It's it's I feel like I'm just doing something that's so repetitive all the time. So uh, my, my new business idea is to actually offer kind of like the painting services and other maintenance services and construction services all under one umbrella um, to people who are trying to sell their homes. It wouldn't just be the homeowners that are trying to sell, but uh, that'd probably be the lead clientele. Um, but then just offer them all those services that I used to initially offer plus more, but go the more contracting route contract to have subcontractors go and complete these jobs, but be the one-stop shop for the client. Cause there's nothing out there that makes it easy for a homeowner to stop by a business or talk to a business owner and be like, Hey, I need my bathroom remodeled. I need my exterior painted and I need a concrete patio poured. There's not like 
typically one company you can go to and talk and have that project bid out through one company and have everything organized and scheduled through one person. Instead, most of the times you have to go through four different contractors or four different businesses to get all those jobs set up. So I want to streamline that and kind of be a business that is the jack of all trades, but, uh, but does it in a feasible manner. Yeah, I like that. It's a good concept. And especially right now with the way the housing market is going, it would make sense because a lot of people are trying to sell. And of course, I would guess a variety of those homes are not fully in pristine condition to able to get the most money out of the home. They could definitely use a little bit of renovation. So that would be cool. Yeah, I think that would totally make sense. And that like honestly, building a business like that, it's not so much technical skills that you need to know. It's it's honestly a big part of that is just networking, having a huge network of people who are able to handle all those different tasks that you can bring on board as your subcontractors or employees to handle all those different segments of business. So it's possible. It's just it's harder and it's different from being like hands on trade to more being. Yeah, networking with a lot of different people and having a lot of different people in your Rolodex and being able to call on all those to handle anything people could throw at you. Yeah, it's a good vibe. Yes, a lot more organizational as opposed to like hardcore coding, which is my business idea. I feel like I generate all these cool business ideas that I have no ability or skill to implement, unfortunately. But uh, my business idea actually revolves around accountability, which of course is the theme of our podcast and show here but it's an accountability social media platform. Now, I actually wanted to do this in college. I think I pitched it at like a college Shark Tank event and it was just for fun, but other people were interested and I wanted to try it, but I just don't have the skills to be able to set up a site or like a little app that would be applicable for this. But the overall concept is essentially, hey, I'm here with a group of other friends and we all wanna be held accountable to our own projects and tasks that we want to get accomplished. So we have this little app where we can check in with one another. Maybe it's also we have an accountability buddy for the week that rotates throughout the group and we check in with one another to make sure we're accomplishing our tasks. We get points for accomplishing those tasks, little rewards, badges, stuff to motivate you to continue to get more done. I think something like that would be so fun and so useful. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's somewhat like, yes, yeah, like you said, it's almost a social platform, but uh I don't know. That's interesting. There's a lot of different services out there that offer pieces of that, but not one that, that has them all. So no right. matter what I was just saying, yeah, that's pretty cool. I would like it. I would use it fitting great with the podcast. Exactly, man. Maybe like once our podcast takes off, that can be our little venture that we do to help our listeners be more accountable. Yeah, and it would be helpful. I would, I would like it myself because it just takes this one step further and have it there on paper at all times where you can go in and look at it and, and really be held accountable at all times. Yeah, man, we'll get there someday. But someday. as uh, as we all need things from time to time, we always like to mention one thing that we need from all of our listeners, some advice. And Drake, what is it that you would need in this episode? Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need advice. I might just need to be held accountable in another aspect of my life. Nice. It's, it's kind of counterproductive to uh, to this this podcast and Twitter Space Show. But uh, I need to give up. I need to give up alcohol, man. <laughs> It's not that I drink too frequently. I don't. I don't drink all the time. I drink every every weekend, every other weekend. I'll have I'll have some beers, but it's when I do drink, I I drink excessively, and it's a problem. I, I get too drunk when I do drink, and I just need to. I don't know if I need to cut alcohol out altogether, or if I just 
need people to help hold me accountable when I do so that I'm keeping it to two or three beers and I'm not getting out of control or out of hand. So uh, I need to, I need to focus on that here because ever since I got back from vacation and I've just been enjoying the summer, it seems like every weekend or every other weekend, I'm just hanging out with a group of people. I'm just indulging too much and it's not helping with my productivity. It's not helping with just my workload. It's just, and it's not helping with my overall mentality. So I need to, I need to cut back on that. Yeah. I need you to help me a little bit accountable too. Yeah, I can do that. I can yell at you if I ever text you and you're sloshed or uh, you've had too many to drink, but I'm nowhere near like an alcohol. It's just like, it's, it's, it's more so binge drinking when I do drink. So sure. sometimes, yeah. sometimes I just need to focus on and uh, need to, need to focus on not doing as much of. Yeah. Well, maybe somebody that listens to the show has been in a similar situation could offer some insights. I actually don't. I don't love alcohol that much, so I'm not the best person to ask, but yeah, maybe we'll get some good vibes and some good advice or accountability holding to from our listeners, hopefully. Well, what about you though? What could, what could you use? What do you need to do? So this is about my morning routine. I want to get more organized and efficient. So when I wake up, I kind of have this list of things that I need to do. I have the list. I even have an app that I kind of use to make sure I get all of my tasks done. I could certainly use that for my morning routine. However, I don't always do my morning routine. It's either because I don't wake up early enough and I just do some of them, I get ready and then I leave and head to my office. Or if I do wake up early enough, I end up sitting down on my laptop and be like, oh gosh, look at all these emails. I got to knock out these emails. I got to create some social posts for some clients. So I want to figure out a way to get more organized and actually do my morning routine every freaking morning to make it a legit routine. So yeah, any suggestions or advice on that front from anyone would be much appreciated. So have you been doing, I know in, in, in past episodes, you've talked about um, just like getting up when you're supposed to get up, not hitting the snooze button and rewarding yourself by investing in crypto, right? Is, am I correct in that? Yep. So could you just take that a step further and maybe do- double down on your investment if you wake up and you follow your list and, and you, get, you get your morning routine actually done and you follow through with everything? Yeah, that's a good vibe. Yeah, I could definitely uh, double down and buy a little bit more I will, Bitcoin. I, I guess I should ask first, though, has it been working to get you up and out of bed? Uh, it has for the most part. I strayed away from it a little bit because I took on a different project that required me to be up super late. So then I like rewarded myself by saying, hey, I worked super late, so now I'm going to sleep in a little bit longer. So I'm going to get my schedule ironed out. But yeah, at the same time, when I do that crypto investment thing, that little reward that I get for waking up early, that does work. So that's been effective, which has been really cool. So I got to get back to that. And yeah, I think that's a good idea of saying, okay, sweet. Maybe you invest five or $10. If you do get out of bed, you start your morning routine. Then if you do everything on the morning routine list, maybe you can, yeah, invest five or 10 more in another interesting cryptocurrency. I think that would work. You know, yeah, well, it would work until you wake up one morning and first thing you do is you roll over, you check your, uh, your crypto portfolio. And the crypto market has taken a 75% tank and you've lost 75% of your investment. And well, you just sit there in bed and you cry and then you never want to get out of bed again. That's true. That's true. <laughs> However, I am of the mindset that I know that there's going to be a lot of fluctuation still in the crypto market. But I think with the stable coins, I should be safe regardless in the long term. But at the same time, maybe someday I'll roll over and it'll be like 75% up and I can sell everything and just retire now. Heck yeah. I'm with you actually there. I, I'm. I'm going to agree. So I, I enjoy investing in crypto as well. And hopefully, hopefully they do make it and all the steady coins either stay there or, or hit it big, do another run this year. I hope so, man. We shall see. But bro, let's just check in whether it's personal or business. 
How you doing? You know, I'm not doing bad. I'm not doing the greatest. Um, so yeah, we haven't done this this uh, this podcast and Twitter Space in quite a while. Seemed like uh, we were doing pretty well. I went on vacation, dude, and ever since I got back from vacation, I just I haven't. I'm not gonna lie, I haven't been as motivated. I've uh, I've cut back on some of the projects I've been working on. I've just been more so focusing on my main business, not trying to do as many things. But uh, I don't know. My head hasn't been there at all times. I haven't been as motivated lately. I've just kind of stayed on vacation. I mean, and part of that's not a bad thing. Vacationing too much. I, I don't know. I need to. I need to uh, stay here focused and and get back to being as productive as I was before our last podcast because it just hasn't been there recently. Yeah, I am sometimes in that same vibe of where I want to be productive, but at the same time, I also just want to relax. It's so hard to find that work-life balance. Yeah. So I know that's like a topic that I want to focus on a little bit more and like understanding better for myself too. So yeah, I feel yeah. that vibe. I'm just, and I'm also just at the point of summer where I just, I've kind of, I'm burnt out. We, uh, through my business, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm an owner operator, so I'm out at the jobs every day and just, I mean, it's been a long summer. We've, we've, we've done better than we've ever done we're growing so much but we also haven't gotten the help that we need so i've just been feel like i've been overworked and i'm just exhausted at this point i mean working day in and day out going out and just kind of abusing my body in in some ways just it's all catching up and i could use use some downtime yeah man i feel that well sounds like you deserve rest so if you are able to i think it makes sense to maybe cut back on a few things for a little while and just get caught up with your Arm. No, that's that's kind of what I've been doing too. But that's why I'm excited to get back on this podcast. It helps motivate me. Talking with you is always good. So I'm getting better. The only the only other bad thing is freaking allergies. I don't know. Do you, I think you you get allergies, don't you? I do. I get mine in the early spring, and they are rough. See, I'm getting. I get them at the beginning of fall. It's it was usually like I noticed them right when I started college. Is when I really started developing these allergies, like seasonal allergies. And, uh, yeah, it was every year when I'd go back to school, they just hit me so hard. And this is about that time where, where people are going back to college, people are going back to school. And, uh, yeah, they're just starting to hit. And like two days ago, I just woke up and my eyes were just bloodshot and so itchy. And I can't stop itching them. And I'm even taking my allergy medicine and it's not, not seeming to help. So, uh, that's just another thing. So, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of rough, kind of rough, especially when I work outside. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Allergies are never fun. I'm the same boat. Like I take the medications and I've tried different ones. They don't really help that much either. So I, I know your pain. Yeah. But uh, like I said, I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm working stuff out. I'm getting back on track. How about you? How, how have things been for you? I mean, life has been pretty good from like a personal standpoint. Uh, I actually bought a little chunk of land in Kilbourne, Ohio. So like Rachel and I are moving forward. With life, we bought this little plot of grass that we're going to build just this little like small single-family home on, and hopefully the goal will be in a few years to make it like a vacation rental since we're right by Alum Creek and make that like another little passive income project that we can work on together at some point. So that's fun. Uh, another personal thing, I'm actually the assistant coach at Buckeye Valley, so our season openers today against Hayes, which is like kind of our rival, but we're not in the same league anymore, so it's like a little different, but we play them today and i'm very pumped so that's some good stuff that's happening uh business life also good shifting a little bit of my focus in some things like i kind of mentioned earlier on uh some of that shift has been more toward crypto because i'm actually working on a crypto project now which is really neat and kind of getting me more into that side of the business world but then trying to also focus in 
my marketing agency, Twilful, on specifically social media marketing because we were also like that in quote unquote jack of all trades, which is fine. And there are a lot of agencies that do that. However, I just enjoy social media marketing. So I want to tailor it to that. And there's still a lot of different things that you can do in the world of social media. So I'm still super busy is ultimately what I'm saying, but life is good. That's good. That's awesome. Uh, you got a lot going on. So as always, make sure that you're able to keep up with all of it. Don't, don't be slacking on your other or your, your main sources there. I know Twelfful has been, been a big project for you. So don't lose sight in that with all these other projects because I like to see how far you've come and I want to see you keep growing that. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, Twelfful, it's still going strong. However, I mean – this crypto thing keeps going the way it's going. Maybe I'll just make that my full-time gig. We'll see. Okay. If it's going well, I'd like to hear that. You'll have to tell me more about that sometime. Yeah, man. I will give you, I didn't give any updates on my business, I guess. I did, uh, I booked my biggest job to date in our four years of operations on, uh, I think, what was it, Wednesday? So, the, yeah, the, uh, we, had, we had had this schedule for Wednesday. I ended up going to meet. Big commercial job we'll be doing this winter, so I'm pretty excited about that. So uh, nice, should be an awesome one. Man, good for you. Congrats. It's a big deal. Yeah, it's hopefully hopefully we're able to manage it pretty well. It'll be uh, something new for us, but uh, I'm excited for it. Yeah, man, that's pretty cool. So, on right. to the next segment. If I have it correct, hopefully you're a good portion through that. What I'm believing to be tasty beer. I actually am. I think this is the first beer that I will actually have finished by the end of this episode. Oh, you're actually going to have – you about have it finished? Yeah, I do. Well, and but this is – once again, you're kind of cheating right now. You've had this beer before. <laughs> I know. It's true, but it's so good. Well, give us your thoughts on it. Give us your thoughts on it and, uh, yeah, tell, tell us what, how you're really feeling. I will certainly do that. So this is, again, the Shiner Peach Wheat Beer. And it's a seasonal beer, so it only comes out around summertime, which makes sense because, like, all those peach-flavored things, which are perfect for summertime. This is one of those such items. This beer is so good when you grab a cold one of these and you're just chilling, like, out in the sun or on the beach. This is ideal. And if I were going to give this a rating out of five, which is what we do on – I don't even remember the name of that. What is that account that we rate our beers on? Oh, shoot. <laughs> Oh, shoot. I can tell you. Well, we uh, we go online after every episode, and there's this cool platform that we use to rank all of the beers that we have so that like we can go back for ourselves and check it out. And it's actually called Untapped, which I yep. now recall. But yeah, you can go on there and like check the reviews of our beers and all that kind of stuff, and we leave them on there too. And we rate them five out of five. So if I'm going to rate this one on a five scale, I would give this one a five, like straight up. I am not a dark beer guy, so this is nice and light. You got that wheat flavor in there, but that peach is so like refreshing, and you get that flavor with every sip that you take. Perfect beer, in my opinion. Easy to drink. Perfect for summertime, as it is only available seasonally during the summer. Can't beat it. This is my favorite beer to date that I have drank on our show. Okay, you're saying favorite beer. That's what I was going to get at. You're saying favorite beer to date that you drank on the show, but you're giving it a five out of five. That better be the best beer you've ever drank, period. I, I mean, like, legitimately, I don't know if I could tell you a beer that I would prefer over this. Does it taste better than a lot? Like, so say, uh, what other drinks do you really enjoy drinking? Non-alcoholic. Uh, water. Water? Cool. Is water five out of five? <laughs> Depends on the water, but yeah, man, water's pretty good. Especially, like, on a hot day, you just, nice cold glass of water. It's some uh, good stuff. 
I don't know. Five out of five to me is like, that's the best thing you've ever laid your lips on. So if I'm only talking beer though, like this is one of the top beers I've ever okay. drank. Okay. Yep. That's fair. Sure. Best beer ever. Okay. That's huge. That's the first five out of five review. I believe we've had on the show. It's the first perfect score. I think you're right, man. So, all right. Tell me about yours. What you got? Okay. So yes, I am drinking the Kona Brewing Co. Castaway IPA. Um, once again, I mean, I'm making it tough on these beers because I don't really like IPAs, but this one's pretty good. I'm um, not too happy for an IPA. It's still pretty smooth. Um, doesn't really make me feel like I'm on an adventure, though, like it said. I was I was more excited for that. I thought it was going to make me feel like I was on a vacation. That's too bad. But, uh, yeah, I'd probably give it a, a 3.2. You know, it's a little bit above a 3 for an IPA. I would drink it again if, if, if I had it sitting there. I, I definitely wouldn't be afraid to drink it. But uh, it's not, not anything I'd go out of my way to drink, given I don't like IPAs. But I think for the IPA drinkers out there who do like IPAs, I think this would probably, probably be pretty good. So that's well, my take on it. That's good. I mean, it's still like a solid beer. And, yeah, if you're more of an IPA person, sounds like that could be something in their wheelhouse. So that's good. Yeah. Just gave it a shot. That's what I think. I mean, them being such a big uh, brewery, I mean, I'm sure most of their beers are pretty good. But they're nothing super outstanding. But I, it's an easy drinker. Well, good. Glad to hear it. Yeah, so uh, outside of that, how about you give us a piece of wisdom this week, Andrew? All right, I will give you a piece of wisdom. My wisdom is to exercise. So I know everybody has their own little de-stressors that they do, whether that is maybe like art or exercise or having a conversation with a friend. Whatever you need to do to de-stress, go for it. But if you've not tried it yet, I recommend exercising. I used to be an avid runner whenever I would get stressed out if for like a girl drama back in college or if business something is stressing me out, not getting enough done, I just need to de-stress. I go on a run. Now I can't do that because my knee, of course, but now I bike. Regardless of what your exercise of choice is, whenever you're stressed, try exercising. And then if that works for you, let me know. I'd love to hear it. Honestly, that that is good. Biking in particular, it's something I, I was getting into this summer. I've taken a break, and honestly, it's something with where I've been at these last couple of weeks. Definitely need to get back on there. I might hop hop on the bike later this evening. Then, um, but it does. It really helps. Going on a bike ride not only is it is it healthy for you. You're getting that exercise in, but it's also just a good time to sit there and think. I mean, when you're on that bike ride, you're just in your own headspace, and usually when you get back and you it's it's overward, you feel more energized. So. I'm all for that. Good, man. Yep, I can completely agree. Plus, it's also a great time to listen to our Count of Broody podcast. Ooh, you're not wrong there. Sheesh. You are not wrong there. All right, well, my dude, close us out. Let's end this episode. Okay, well, folks, there you have it. Thanks for joining us on Account of Broody. Hopefully, this helps you stay more accountable in your personal and professional lives. Join our Account of Broody Society Cappuccino group to take your accountability to the next level. That's where you can stay in touch with us and other accountability nerds to ensure you're hitting your goals. If you're interested, you'll be able to find the invite link in the latest Account of Broody Twitter thread and in the podcast show notes. We'll see you there. 